Welcome to episode 12 of the Author Elevate podcast, where we equip and encourage authors to reach their next level of success and have some fun along the way. And who is we? Janina Polito and Amy Williams. Yay! Howdy, howdy. She's back. I'm She's back. back from awesome. I'm back from my conference. I had a wonderful time and uh I missed it. I missed recording. This is this is such a fun part of my week. And uh, we're so happy that that you guys are joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are watching on YouTube, mm-hmm. please subscribe. If you can see our, our faces and watch the funny things that my hands do when I'm talking, hit the subscribe button and the little bell mm-hmm. and everything. And that way you can know when we do a new post. And so you won't miss out on any of the awesome things that we're doing on here. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever, wherever you get your podcasts, um, yep. you can subscribe there as well too. And mm-hmm. uh, for the same thing, you just don't get to see my funny hand gestures, which is a shame. Yeah. Cause and it happens a lot. Impressions. Yeah. Cause sometimes <laughs> when you things and I go, wow. <laughs> But regardless of where you're tuning in from, we're so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. We are absolutely glad you're here. And a quick shout out to uh, Patreon subscribers, Catherine Bonham and Brittany Gnuzak. Yes, Brittany! Catherine, we mentioned you at the last one, Catherine, but that was at the end. So Wender uh, mentioned you at the beginning as well. And thank you, uh, Brittany, for also uh, supporting us. Again, our subscribers to our Patreon, uh, as a thank you for supporting this podcast, get access to the Author Elevate Mastermind Group, get early access to episodes, and then at the $3 and $5 level, they get access to our special bonus content that we do after the, uh, after we finish recording every episode, we have like a special, a seven to 10 minute more in-depth bonus training. Um, if we have a special guest, then we ask them some really specific insightful questions. So if you're at the three and $5 level, you get that. And, uh, we're so glad you can be part of this. And then if you are top tier at the $5 level, you also get some really cool cheat sheets and workbooks, one of which will be dropping soon. So again, thank you so much for your support and uh, for tuning into this podcast. Now, Amy, I think you have something exciting to share. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, as we said, and as we said in the last episode, last week I was Mm -hmm. at a conference um, in Kentucky. Um, uh, It's the OSA conference, Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. And I've been a member for several years, but... Mm -hmm. um, just, just an amazing group of people, um, women from all over the place of every age group and just delightful people. And I, uh, when I go, I usually help them run tech and I mm-hmm. run their PowerPoints and stuff. And, uh, the, <laughs> one of the, the ladies, I, I, there's a big awards ceremony at the end and the assistant to the person who runs the thing came over to me and was like, do you have somebody who can help you run PowerPoint? Uh-huh. No, I've never had anybody help me run PowerPoint before. And she said, you know, in case you need to step away. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, sure. And so I had my assistant ready to step in. Well, come to find out, uh, they 
the people who run one of the the online magazines, it's devotional magazine that I've been right. writing for for several years. They gave me an award um, for. <laughs> so I I received the 2022 Arise Daily Writer of the Year Award, um, cool. and it was such an honor because um, it was not something that I had entered to receive. Mm-hmm. It was not something that I had pursued it was just an award that they gave me for being consistent in and uh in my writing which was pretty awesome so yeah yeah, it was really it was really cool so that's that was my big exciting personal thing for (laughs) for the week how about you what do you have going on well first of all gonna do a quick shout out if you are of the devotional reading mindset (laughs) of variety amy does great things with that Uh, she has her always peachy daily devotionals and you get daily devotionals for only five dollars a month so that's pretty awesome and she does really great ones there and hey now she's an award-winning award-winning devotional (laughs) writer that's me (laughs) so if that is in your inclination i do recommend a sign up for that i'm on that i love getting to see your devotionals every day in my inbox amy and um so yeah that's quick shout out for that thank you for the shout out i'm still working on it's a good thing we're talking about marketing today because i always need help Well, and it's really nice when someone else can shout things out for you because sometimes it feels kind of weird to be like, I'm awesome all the time, even though there are ways of saying that you can help people or that your books are reaching a certain audience or that they have certain um, cool qualities about them. And we'll talk about that in a future episode, I'm sure, what, how you can talk about yourself and your yeah. uh what you've done without, you know, feeling really, really weird about it, although right. you might feel a little bit weird, but we can't change that about you <laughs> it's it's certainly a mindset that you need to get mm-hmm. into so mm-hmm. but it sometimes helps. it is nice when someone else can just talk about it for you well, so it's I'm happy always nice and it's a and it's a joy to know that they that they are mm-hmm. an encouragement to you because mm-hmm. that's that's what they're for yeah absolutely and i have just come back from vacation Woo-hoo! which was lovely because i haven't had one of those since last december <laughs> so it's been Uh, I mean, I've taken some days off here and there. I'm pretty sure I have. I don't remember them, but they happened. Um, But actually getting like, you know, a bit of a vacation, getting to go to the beach and do some boogie boarding and go to aquariums because I love otters and they had otters at this (gasps) aquarium and they were adorable. And I just want to take them all home with me, except that actually, <laughs> no, otters apparently make really, really problematic pets. Like they, I've heard they get into a lot of problems. And also my rental doesn't allow me to have pets anyway. So a lot of good reasons why I did not try to like, you know. Steal actually, an otter? Yeah. Like so many reasons, including like breaking the law, which is also not a good thing. So. <laughs> Sounds like an idea for a book. I'm going to tuck that away. <laughs> you should. You would totally write that. Um so that's been really great. And currently I'm still working on two different projects. Um, I'm working on one of my secondary project. I'm kind of writing it out of order, which has been a lot of fun. I'm focusing on just the chapters from this uh, supporting characters POV, which has been a hoot. And then uh, my primary project, I need to get done this month, which is going to be a challenge because this is the project that because of where I am when I write it, uh, I write it like a turtle writer which is a little bit different for me. Um, (laughs) And when I get the chapters done, they are really solid. They're really like 
you know, tight and they're ready to go directly to line editing, like with very few issues. But uh, for various reasons, that part of my brain wants to write them very carefully and slowly and perfectionistically. And I need to get these things done or this book done by the end of the month. So <laughs> that's my big project there is to kind of go, okay, brain, we got to get this done faster. We can fix it later. I promise you. Like, we need to get this done. <laughs> so, <laughs> it has been an adventure to, like, try to lovingly, nicely nudge myself in that place. Because, of course, I don't want to be, like, hating on myself <laughs> when right. I'm writing this book. But also going, okay, we have other books to write. This one needs to be done, like, <laughs> soon. So, hopefully, Lord willing, that will happen as well. That's a difficult um, balance to try to strike sometimes. It is. It is. And I mean, that's just part of my part of my way I write is that everything I write kind of, um, as I tell some people, I'm kind of a method writer. And uh, so trying to balance all of those different things and places that I write books from is always an interesting challenge. Um, But uh, moving on to what's new and shiny. So we are actually... We were actually talking about some Facebook ad changes here. So this is for those of you um, who are interested in Facebook ads or who are trying to like figure out what to do with ads. Um, And if you're like, well, I'm not really there yet after this, we're actually going to talk about steps to have in place before you run ads. So this episode is relevant to you, whether you were just starting out or whether you are glaring at your ad metrics going, why does the world hate me? So... (laughs) What what's this thing about ads, Amy? What have you learned recently? Well, um, Facebook, oh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, <laughs> we love it's to hate Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> don't, we don't hate Facebook. We, we just, don't hate Facebook. We find them an interesting <laughs> challenge sometimes in the way that you find going down uh, class five rabbits in like a yes. little rowboat. A challenge. Yes. Facebook is a very valuable tool. And mm-hmm. as long as you come at it with the proper mindset and, yep. you know, remembering that, it, you know, it is their sandbox. So they, yep. they have the right to do what they want with their program. Mm-hmm. And so it's our job to figure out how to operate within the boundaries of their sandbox. Right. But the trouble is the rules keep changing. <laughs> uh, but what I've, what I learned recently, I've, I've, started digging into some Facebook ads. It's not something that I have pursued consistently, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working toward it. Uh, Mm -hmm. and what Facebook has done recently, especially when it comes to their ad targeting options Mm -hmm. is they have removed the, any, any and all Mm -hmm. references to anything religious Mm-hmm. Or connected to spirituality. So mm-hmm. if you was like, like, for, so what I do, I write devotionals. Mm-hmm. And normally, previous to this change, you would have gone in, created your ad, and then target it toward church or mm-hmm. uh, evangelism or or a denomination or whatever. Um, those targeting options are now no longer available. Ah. And so if you, because when you go in and when you're setting up the the ad targeting options, Mm -hmm. um, 
you 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 just type in like even even if you were to type in spirituality mm-hmm. it previously would have given you a list of topics that right. were on Facebook connected to spirituality mm-hmm. there's nothing there there and, uh. it, and it's not and it's not just christian religion it's any type of religion Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's any type of Buddhism, new age, uh, Judaism, anything yes, like that. It's all gone. And mm-hmm. so what that means is that if you are going to do a targeted ad, mm-hmm. you have to know the other things that mm-hmm. your audience is interested in. So, so say that you write devotionals for nerds. Yeah. You can target nerdy things you can Mm -hmm. target people who like star wars or star trek or or those types of things but Mm -hmm. uh or or if you if you're writing devotions or or something to do with not even devotions if you're writing about uh baking or Mm -hmm. or you know those mystery books that have a recipe Mm -hmm. in the back you should be able to target hobbies and interests like baking or Uh or Uh cooking or, you know, cooking TV shows, things of that nature. Right. But uh, it's it's a little bit of an inconvenience, especially because mm-hmm. it's different from how we've done it in the past. Right. But it does give us an opportunity just to get to know our audiences a little bit better, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. which I think is always valuable, especially right. as as marketing itself has turned into more of relationship based marketing. Mm-hmm. So um, ads are, they're absolutely still worth it. And it's, especially mm-hmm. if your audience is, is on Facebook mm-hmm. um, or Instagram, because Facebook right. now integrates with, with Instagram. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's just a couple of things you, you do need to know more about the interests and hobbies and the locations of mm-hmm. your target audience more than, in more detail than you right. had to right. before. Mm-hmm. And that's good to know um, because, you know, ads are special and um, some book genres can actually do very well with Facebook mm-hmm. ads. Um, mm-hmm. I want to, my urban fantasy series, when I throw ads on it on Facebook, it converts, it gets the reads, it gets the sales, it gets reviews. It's great. Whereas some other genres, you know, the audience isn't on Facebook. So there are right. actually some very big urban fantasy reader groups on Facebook. Yes. And so that tells me, okay, there is a presence here. It's not just urban fantasy author groups. There's urban fantasy reader groups and they're quite huge and they're still using Facebook to connect. So that's a way, one of the ways for you to figure out if your audience is still on Facebook is first of all, their age and their demographic. Like, so we're going to find out if the national audience is on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Female, um, any kind of like, uh, societal background thing or involvement in certain um, different groups or et cetera. But also if you actually find these really massive groups on Facebook that are like Facebook groups themselves, not just like, right. Oh, well, we're all kind of part of this other society, but you know, actually groups collecting around certain common interests. If you can find that on Facebook, that can be a good sign that your audience is still on Facebook because they're right. there for those groups. Um um, but even with ad- anything with ads, is it's a lot of testing. It's a lot of trial and error. Um, that's one of the things that, like, I'm in a couple of different ad groups. And you, you might think, oh, well, you know, if they're an expert at ads, 
then they never have problems. And when you're <laughs> an expert at ads, you never have this. That's not true, actually. Not and some all. of the different ad people I follow are all the time saying, okay, they change this, back up, change how much you're using, like change how much you're spending, uh, tweak uh, some of your targets, um, you know, maybe, you know, end some of these other kinds of ads, et cetera. It's a constant changing ebb and flow. It's not something where you just get it and it's there and right. it's awesome. And once you've made it, you've made it. Yeah. Um, so that's always a good, healthy perspective to have when you're talking about uh, ads. It's like everything else in marketing. Think about it as data collection, as Amy's doing. She's running some ads and saying, okay, what can I learn from these ads? How can mm -hmm. I tweak them? Um, you know, are they being helpful? Are they not being helpful? What angles can I take, et cetera? And that's something that whether, you know, you're running ads on a social media platform or whether you're running them on a platform like related to your uh, your target audience. So maybe you found um, a, like a big organization that's based around what your audience likes and you want to purchase some ad space on that website. Well, you have to check your data there and see if it's actually getting you sales or not. So Always fun things there. But the thing is, Amy, not all of our listeners may be doing ads or may be doing them in different ways. Um, and actually, ads can look really shiny, but should you just run right away to put an ad on a book? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know some of you out there who are like, well, you can't stop me. That's fine. No, you know yeah, you can, can do what you want. <laughs> do what you want. You do but, you, friend. <laughs> and sometimes ads can actually teach you things about the quality of your book itself. That is very so true. If you really want to like run out there and say, okay, I'm going to do ads and just see what happens. Go ahead and test. Okay. We're not going to judge or shake our fingers at you. Testing is good, but you, you will definitely have better results if you get a few things in place before yes. you launch an ad campaign. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're going to share those things through now as the main topic of this episode. So the first thing you need is a good book that connects with your target audience and their desired takeaways. So you need to put the effort in to have a book that works. To have it doesn't have to be perfect. We don't ask for perfection here. There is no such thing as a perfect book. But it needs to like have a solid plot. It needs to uh, have a problem that is solved in some way at the end. It needs to have uh, decent editing. It needs to have um, characters that are going to engage with your target readership. It needs to have a good chapter openings and closings that encourage read through. Um, so that, you know, readers feel like the book is unputdownable in some way. Uh, things like that. And, you know, that book, that book is your product, um, as well as your passion. But right now we're talking about as your product. And it needs to be a solid product that people are going to like. You know, it needs to meet um, that sort of minimum marketable angle there. And of course, it's very clinical way of talking about it. We want your book to be glorious and amazing and wonderful and awesome. We want all those things. But we also want a book <laughs> that's going to connect with your readership. Well, um, and just and because it, it is, it's not exclusive of that. I mean, you can mm -hmm. have a marketable book that is still awesome mm -hmm. art. Of course, you can do both. That's what we're all about. 
And, yes. but there are, if you're, <laughs> it has to connect with people. It has to resonate yeah. with people. If, mm-hmm. if, and it's interesting because certain genres resonate differently than, mm-hmm. than other genres. The mystery genre, mm-hmm. people are looking for tropes and beats and, and formulas that they aren't looking for in urban fantasy and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there, those genre expectations need to be met with your book as well. Yeah, or if you're not, you need to know well enough to know how they cha- how they they differ from genre expectations, mm-hmm. and be open with your audience about that. Use the word quirky. Use the word quirky. unexpected. Use Eccentric. the word breaking. Yes. <laughs> so that's the first thing is you need to make sure the book itself is good, and then uh, what else do we need, Amy? We also need. If you if you really want to make a difference, if you if you really want to catch people's attention and draw attention to your good book, mm-hmm. you need an on genre book cover mm-hmm. because uh, book covers oh, they're so important. Um, yeah. Most most people uh, are very visual when it comes mm-hmm. to making decisions about a product they're going to buy, and mm-hmm. if if your cover is not well done, if it mm-hmm. looks kind of cheap, people are going to think that the inside is cheap. Yeah. And if your book cover does not communicate the genre that you're writing in, you're going to miss out on your audience. Right. Um, the, I mean, I've got, I have so many stories about this because when I first got into publishing, I had no idea what, mm-hmm on genre covers I didn't even know that was a thing right and so I've got some books that don't look at all like the Mm -hmm. genre that that they're supposed to be representing Mm -hmm. and it it worked for back then because I was creating a cover that was for my audience my specific audience and I knew that that cover would sell to my audience but as soon as I got outside my audience, as soon as the book mm-hmm. got big enough to get out into the wider market, people looked at it and went, I don't want to read that. And yeah. they were my target, but they mm-hmm. were looking at the cover and it didn't match the genre. And mm-hmm. so it, the best way to do that, the best way to know how to get an on genre mm-hmm. cover is to read in your mm-hmm. genre and to just, mm-hmm. you know, spend time looking at covers. See mm-hmm. what's selling, because um, mm-hmm. an urban fantasy cover looks completely different than a space opera cover, and mm-hmm. a mystery cover looks completely different than a thriller cover, if you know right. what to look for. And mm-hmm. the more you study and the more you research, the more obvious it'll be. And the reason why this is important is so that your reader can figure out that your book is meant for them. Right. So one of my favorite things is, what if you have a really amazing bag of cookies? But you make the exterior of the bag look like it's selling a toilet bowl cleaner. Yeah. Well, the people who are there for the cookies are going to go right past your bag because it doesn't look like what it is. And so they're going to be confused and they're going to miss out on what's an amazing bag of cookies. Yeah. So, you know, they're and then the people, <laughs> the people it. who are looking for toilet bowl cleaner will be disappointed be because of- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this doesn't help me. <laughs> yeah. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I signed up for. So you need to make sure that you get that on genre book cover as much as you 
can. It does help your sales. It may sometimes mean getting a book cover that's not exactly what your personal aesthetic is. That's a choice you have to make with yourself. But sometimes, you know, if you really want to reach that audience, you need to speak in a visual language that they're going to understand. And that book cover is your visual language. You also need... A solid book description, a.k.a. a book blurb. You mean you actually need to tell people what it's about? I love book blurbs. They make me so happy. <laughs> I'm glad you do. Somebody should. <laughs> like, I purposely set aside some, like, space in my calendar just to take book blurbs because it just makes me happy. I get to read these awesome books, and then I get to just find ways of making them, like, sell better. It's so cool. Um <laughs> You know, to each their own. Um, but you need that. You need like a solid um, on genre book description. Uh, you need one that's going to connect with that ideal reader. You need some one that's going to highlight the cool things in that book that your readers want. There's a whole method to this that I have detailed in some other and in a blog post that I will link below because I could like spend all this time talking about this. Um, but we have to get through other stuff in this episode as well. So I'll link to the book description info. I will uh, link possibly to a video if I can find it that also has some helpful stuff with book description so that you can just get um, more of that uh, awesome clarity in your own book description as well. And let me tell you what, if you can tweak anything, tweaking your book description is one of the cheapest things that you can do to make your book sell better. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to sell eBooks. Um, you know, if you know it's not selling well, go on to Amazon or go on to other platforms and tweak that book description, refresh it and see if you can get to sell better. Really, really, it can help you that much. So invest in the book description. Tweak it test it, redo it, et cetera. And actually running ads can be a great way to see if like your hook on your book description works because you can drop it in the ad. And if that hook's not working in the ad, it might not be working on your uh, sales page. Just going to say that. Yeah. That's one of the best ways to know if, if your Mm -hmm. wording is resonating with people is Mm -hmm. by running an ad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what's another thing that you can do, Amy? Another thing you can do, um, and really, I, this is one of the this is one of the most important steps to have in place when you're running an ad, and it is an easy way for people to connect with you online. Because once once you have an ad out there, um, and it links to your website or it links to your your book page or whatever, um, mm-hmm. if there is no easy or obvious way for people to get mm-hmm. in touch with you. Yep. That's a lead you've just lost Mm -hmm. because they will go, they'll look and then they'll leave. Mm -hmm. And the, the best thing you can do is have your ad, you know, have a place where your ad leads that Mm -hmm. invites people to join your email list or, or to read more about you and then have ways to Mm -hmm. connect with you on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's all, it's all about connection. Right. And especially with, with the, with the economy, the way it is right now, it's not always a guarantee mm-hmm. that somebody is going to see your ad for a book and buy your book right away. Right. Um, consumers are more skeptical now than they've ever been. So mm-hmm. a lot of times what, what they will do is they'll look at your ad, they might click on it mm-hmm. and then they'll go to your website and they just are going to yeah. want to know more about you. I mean, right. they want to know if you're a nutcase, 
and or or if you're a cool person or if you're a cool nutcase i mean that mm-hmm. which that's in my case people and i also like might want to know if you're more of a book branded person versus a personal brand person right. they're going to want to see how many books is out in the series they're right. going to see how many books you've written total uh they're going to want to see the different places that book is available you know if is it on ku or is it on their other favorite platform or is it an audiobook um so and- yeah, they may and want to buy it, or they may do a little more research on the book itself and see what else is out there like it, and how much they can look forward to reading more of your books and invest in the relationship that way. Yes, the the best. It, it really is the goal of an ad is not necessarily to sell products, right? Not anymore. Uh, the goal of an ad is to spread awareness and to build mm-hmm. relationships with people. And mm-hmm. so you do need to make sure that you're clear in, mm-hmm. in what you're asking people to do. Half the time, mm-hmm. half the time, most ads that don't work just mm-hmm. aren't direct enough in what we are right. needing people to do. So give them a call mm-hmm. to action. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure that, that when they come to your page or wherever it is that, that they're connecting to, that they know what to do and where to go. And right. as long as they know that, there's a high chance that that they will want to connect with you. And depending on your genre and depending on where your book is placed, you actually can get uh, Insta sales off of ads. So again, for urban fantasy, if you're, if you have a completed series in KU people, if they click that link, check you out, they're in Kindle Unlimited too. They borrow your book. And if the book itself hooks them right from that first page, boom, you yeah. have the read through that you want. So that's where it all kind of works as a funnel. They click at the ad, they see the hook, they see the image, they click it, they see the description, the cover, they decide they like that. They look inside, decide they like your first page, they borrow or buy it. And then that's where your book has to carry them through the rest of the series or the rest of your other books and get them to read all of your stuff. So it yeah. all kind of connects together. And actually, um, we are going to be featuring some more specific ideas for calls to action and some tips on how to stick with ads in our bonus video for this. So those of you who are at the $3 and $5 Patreon level, you will get access to all of those little extra shinies there. Again, you're more than welcome to uh, join um, our Patreon subscribers in Uh, supporting this podcast if you believe in what we're doing and uh, you want to help us just to make a difference in the world by having really helpful uh, tips and tricks with encouragement and empathy as well because this is uh, a marathon not a sprint and we have to make sure (laughs) that we keep um, or if you just like looking at our faces Uh, or if you like looking at our faces because you'll get to see more of that Um, please do uh, join us on Patreon and then get those cool uh, extra bonus videos as well as access to the author Elevate Mastermind Facebook group and early access to to, uh, podcast episodes. And yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and go forth and be awesome. Bye guys. Bye.